This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. So how do you think Justin Trudeau is doing? There are commentators and others who think that his reign as an international darling is perhaps coming to an end. But anyway, he is in New York for the UN General Assembly meeting and at the top of his agenda is lobbying to get Canada a seat on the Security Council. But in the meantime, it looks like there's still very serious stumbling blocks to a NAFTA deal and the clock is ticking to that October the 1st deadline. Donald Trump said he didn't have time to meet with Trudeau, though his schedule was flexible enough to accommodate a lot of the other world leaders who were there, including the president of Egypt. So uh, is that a bad sign? Is that a negotiating tactic? Are you worried as we're, what are we, a week away? And and, uh, it still seems pretty messy. And how do you think Trudeau is doing on the international stage? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, I am going to Colin Robertson, who is a former Canadian diplomat and vice president of the Canadian Global Affairs in- Institute. Colin, thank you very much for being with us. Good to be with you, Levy. Uh, so um, how are you rating Justin Trudeau's performance at the UN? Uh, he seems to be focused on getting us a Security Council seat. Is, is that what he should be focused on right now? Well, I think what he's focused on is reminding Canada, uh, reminding Canadians and, and the world that that we're an active player in multilaterally. He's speaking on subjects of which he's quite comfortable, climate, uh, peace operations, and the importance of a rules-based system. I think those are the three themes that he stressed in his remarks yesterday on the Mandela Day of Peace Looking Forward, and that he'll stress in the next couple of in the meetings he's got with uh, various others. The fact he and Donald Trump didn't see each other, I wouldn't put too much on that, as we know, the relationship between the two is not particularly good ever since Charlevoix, uh, that Charlevoix being the G7 summit where uh, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau had hosted the G7 leaders and Mr. Trump came late, left early, and then was uh, quite critical of Mr. Trudeau. I think he called him a weakling uh, as a result of that meeting. And they met again a couple of weeks later in, in uh, Berlin around a NATO meeting. And I think uh, Mr. Trudeau's uh, perspective on Donald Trump is shared by his other other principal G7 leaders, Angela Merkel, Theresa May, and Emmanuel Macron. Certainly Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron made best efforts to cultivate Donald Trump over the first year, but I think they found that it really didn't pay off, and that was a, a view I think uh, shared and uh, already arrived at by both Theresa May and Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Theresa May and Angela Merkel don't have the kind of trading relationship that we have. That's true, although they, too, have very significant trading relationships, and they are, as you know, with the with Brexit, Theresa May is trying to find a, a special relationship of a free trade agreement with the United States. That's to come, and, of course, 
for Germany, the United States is a major export market, and they're negotiating right now around cars, in part through the European Union, which basically handles European Union and German affairs. For us, of course, it's very important. The negotiations are going on. You remark that we have another deadline coming up. As you know, there have been a series of these. When we began these negotiations a year ago, August, the first deadline was Christmas, and then it was to be Easter, and then it was the beginning of uh, of uh, May, and then it was the end of May, and now we're into yet another deadline period. This one, I think, is a bit is a bit fictitious. It's it relates to the uh, last day in office of Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto on November 30th. He would like to sign an agreement before he leaves office, but. And the incoming government would like that, too. I think they would, although keep in mind, the incoming government has had a representative at the sessions that uh, over the last months where they were able to reach at least a tentative agreement, and that while the new president doesn't take office until December 1st, the new Congress, which is very much a, a Congress representing the uh, Lopez Obrador faction, has already taken office, and, and it will be that Mexican Congress that will have to consider the legislation that will need to be drafted as a result of uh, an eventual agreement. My understanding was that if this time, that if there is uh, no agreement with Canada by October the 1st, they're going to go ahead and sign a deal between the United States and Mexico. Is that, is, is that not that, a sure that's thing? That's correct. That the plan, uh, Donald Trump has given notice to Congress that he intends to provide the Congress, it is, keep in mind that their system is different than ours. And in our system, the executive, our prime minister, and the cabinet are all members of the House of Commons, whereas in the United States, it's a separate branch of government by design by the, the founders of the, of the American Republic and the Constitution. Uh, we have, of course, the judiciary is separate as it is in Canada, but in the United States, the executive is a, indeed a very separate branch from the Congress. And the Congress of the United States has given the authority to the administration to negotiate an agreement with Canada and the United States. And under the terms of what they call the Trade Promotion Authority and the reference particularly to the North American Free Trade Agreement, Mr. Trump is to come back with an agreement with both parties. There's big question whether if he comes in and tables an agreement that's only with Mexico, is this still valid and it will still will it still be subject to the same provisions? And the, the most important provision from at least a Canadian-Mexican perspective is that the Congress can't amend any agreement that the administration has negotiated if it doesn't follow that formula, and it certainly wouldn't if Canada is not part of it, then the agreement could be subject to alteration by the Congress. And of course, the Mexicans would be very unhappy with that because it would mean they effectively would have to negotiate twice, first with the administration and then with Congress. Yeah, except um, I think that most people feel that with the Republican uh, majority, uh, whatever it is will go through. Well, uh, let me keep in mind that there's a, uh, th- that would be the case if in the midterm elections in early, I guess, November the 6th, uh, and that's for all of the seats, 435 seats in the House of Representatives, and I think 34 of the 100 seats in the Senate are up for, re- for election. And the polling today suggests that the House of Representatives, where the Republicans have a majority of about 34, could shift over to the Democrats. Again, we don't know what will happen in November, but... 
that there will be a new Congress as of January the 1st, because after that November election, then there's a what they call a lame duck session. And again, I go back to the reference that the Congress has given to the president. At the end of this month, he's obliged to give them a uh, uh, to give them a, a written agreement, and then there's a period for the Congress to look at it. But there's also a requirement that the International Trade Commission spend 105 days analyzing what are the implications for the United States, financial and others, of whatever they come up with. So whatever happens, this new agreement will not be considered until the next Congress, and that's probably next, uh, say, next year. So there's a lot of big question marks out there related to this deadline as well as to when this agreement will actually be considered by the Congress, because it does have to be ratified by the Congress. The president has the authority to negotiate, but it's the Congress that does the implementation. And then after I talked about the International Trade Commission providing its report, after that, then the administration submits, and this is indeed next year, probably February, March, um, introduces the implementing legislation that gives effect to the agreement. This is what, for example, it was George H.W. Bush who negotiated with then Brian Mulroney, the North American Free Trade Agreement, but it was Bill Clinton who brought in the uh, the North American Free Trade Agreement and then had to have it passed. Okay, hold on. Let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got Greg in Toronto. Hi, Greg. Yes, yes, I'm here. I just hear here right now. Okay, thank you. I'm with you. Hello? Hello, hello. Yes. I'm with you. Yes, what's your question? Oh, the, my question the, was uh, about the, uh, the our government, uh, especially political, the, our government inside of the country and outside of the country. The, for example, NAFTA, is it so necessary was to uh, uh, discuss about the three countries together, Mexico, United States, and Canada? Because the Mexico did it separately, the, and, and first Trump offered the, to our government, to the Trudeau, to, uh, uh, just to make a discussion and agreement between two countries. And uh, why we necessary to stay with three? Mexico easy did it with, uh, without Canada. Okay, a lot. That's what some people think that at the beginning of all this, Trudeau should have uh, thrown Mexico under the bus because uh, now Mexico threw us under the bus. Uh, Greg, no, thanks for. Uh, first of all, that Trump offered it to Canada. Yes, and that's I right. remember the, uh, the, how the, uh, Mr. Carter, the former prime minister of Canada, say that, yes, the, our major partner, it's the economical partner, it's the political partner, it's the United States. They have to make an agreement anyway, anyway. And our government uh, stuck on this one because oh. they criticized okay. the... Uh, yes, the I, I get what you're saying. You're saying that was a mistake up front. Thanks. Let's go to Clay in Ajax. Clay, we don't have very much time left. Go ahead, please. Okay, I'll be quick. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Trudeau and uh, Christine Freeman should have been, or Freeland, should have been negotiating at the very beginning. Adjusting was a way, giving away billions of dollars, Libby, and I use that term because literally that's what he was giving away, billions of dollars. Our own people here need it. You know it and I know it, whether it's the homeless or the indigenous people. And I don't know, I, I, I referred to him as Mr. Dressup, and people said, don't do that. Ernie Coombs deserved more than that. But he needs to buckle down now. I mean, what, what has he done besides going around glad-handing? And, you know, he, he flew to New York to see come from away. And how much do you think that cost the taxpayer, Libby? 
you know, you could have seen it here in Ottawa or Toronto or anywhere else. I mean, when, you, when you're taking Air Force One there with your entourage, what do you think that set us back? How much of that money could have been spent better in uh, Toronto for housing in that? Okay, well, I guess uh, you don't like Justin Trudeau much. That's the answer. Thank you, Clay, for that. Bye. Bye. Okay, uh, Colin Robertson, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I just think that we're, we're close to the end game, but we're not there yet, and I wouldn't be troubled if this uh, so-called deadline of, of September the 30th were to pass, and we don't have an agreement. Keep in mind that the NAFTA remains in place. Donald Trump has not yet given the uh, the order, the rescindment order, which would then six months from now the United States would be in a position to withdraw. But it takes at least six uh, it, under the treaty. It requires six months before the U.S. can withdraw. And when the U.S. withdraws, while some of the dispute settlement mechanisms may not be in effect. The tariffs, in other words, the trading relationship remains intact until the U.S. makes changes. And the U.S. Congress has said that they, uh, because they are integrally involved by, under the constitutional authority, trade is part of Congress, that, that uh, I guess I would say that there's still more to be played out in this one. And uh, in the meantime, I think Canadian negotiators have to stick to what is we think is important for Canadian interests. We're negotiating in Washington with our American and Mexican counterparts. And the objective is to come up with the best deal possible. I was part of the team that negotiated the Canada-U.S. Free Trade Agreement and the NAFTA. And certainly in the Canada-U.S. Free Trade Agreement, we walked out at the last moment. We had to hold the clock in order to finish the deal. It wouldn't surprise me if we go through the same kind of uh, activities once again, because these things are very important, and we want to ensure that the deal we get for Canada is the best deal for Canada. Okay. Thank you so much. That's all the time we have. I take your message to be keep calm and carry on. Colin Robertson, appreciate it. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.